Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, Joel, when we started doing uh, opponent previews, Vanderbilt wasn't on the uh, the list, but things have changed, as you know, well know. So we welcome to the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, Adam Spark, who's been covering the uh, the Commodores for a long time up there in Nashville for the Tennessean. Adam, I I got to be honest, Vanderbilt is probably the team I know the least about in the SEC, simply because I wasn't ever at any point paying attention to them this year. Didn't think Mississippi State was going to be playing them. Now I got to I got to get caught up. What what? Give me a, a big picture overview of this Vanderbilt team. Uh, struggled quite a bit last year on virtually every facet, uh, and uh, tried to some things in the off season to fix those things. Uh, last season had a ton of quarterback issues. Played four different quarterbacks. All four of those quarterbacks are now gone, and they have brought in four new quarterbacks. So that's a, that's that's a little bit of a problem right there. Um, hired a new offensive coordinator to try to shake things up. They've been a pro style. They're going to be a little bit uh, spread it out, quick passing game, a little more tempo. Um, so that, that's the offensive side. They also lost their four best players on offense. So a tight end, wide receiver, running back, Keyshawn Vaughn was one of the best in the conference. Yeah. Uh, they lost all those skill guys, also lost, left, uh, lost their left tackle. So they are completely rebuilt on offense. Don't really know who the playmakers are going to be. Don't know if there are playmakers on that side of the ball. And so the new offensive coordinator has a has a pretty tough job. He's got to figure out who his quarterback is first off, and I'm not sure that's going to be even settled for a few games into the season. Uh, may even start a uh, a true freshman there. They have two true freshmen and two junior college transfers at quarterback. The defensive side also got a new defensive coordinator. Um, uh, the better news on that side of the ball is they return all 11 starters. So they do have experience. They do have more depth on that side of the ball. Um, I think the secondary is going to be okay. Uh, Vandy has had a few good years under Derek Mason on the defensive side, and that seems to be where they think they can be competitive. I don't see this team being able to score much on anybody, but a handful of years Derek Mason has had teams that will win games 20-17, 24-21, and that's what they're hoping uh, if they get any wins this year, it'll be on the defensive side. And you sort of mentioned, you know, secondary being okay. That's sort of the question I've been asking everybody now with Mike Leach at Mississippi State is, you know, can they handle handle a, a, a an offensive game plan that's going to involve throwing the ball fifty plus times per game? Well, I mean, they do have some depth, at least more depth than Vanderbilt usually has. I think with that Mississippi State game. I think, and I think this will probably be the the question for anybody Mississippi State plays. Is that I don't think the question as much is on the opponent as it is if Leach can implement what he wants to do. Um, you know, I mean, at Washington State, it, it you know it got really good offensively, but it's not like it happened in the first game, and it also didn't happen against ten consecutive SEC opponents. So, when I look at Mississippi State, I, I say, is that a square peg in a round hole? in year one, um, or can he kind of figure out the it, what pieces are there to make that work? You know, when I look at Vanderbilt's schedule, uh, you know, there's a space in there, I think it's like week three to week five, where it's Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and three new head coaches, yeah. and so that's your chance for a win. And I think of those three, Mississippi State maybe has the the sharpest turn in what they're trying to do. I mean, you look at Ole Miss, and Kiffin will be able to do some things that he wants to do just because he inherited skill guys 
that he can work with. I think Leach has a tougher tougher time of doing that. So uh, I think Vandy hopes that Mississippi State will be in a little bit of an awkward phase by the time they face them offensively. Can't argue too much with any of that. Uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn uh, Vaughn, obviously before him Ralph Webb. Mason had had pretty good running backs at Vanderbilt. Who, who's the lead dog in the backfield this year? Uh, Jamari Wakefield is probably going to be the guy. He was Vaughn's uh, backup two years ago, uh, suffered a season-ending uh, leg injury last year in the, I think it was in the opener. So, uh, you know, he would have been a guy that would have come in and probably had a, a lot of carries uh, on his plate last year as a backup and would just kind of transition into the lead role. He's been around quite a while. I mean, he's 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 fine, I guess, is the way to look at it. You know, Keyshawn Baum was an A, Ralph Webb was a, a, a B-plus, A-minus. Uh, you know, Jamari Wakefield at this point may be a, a C-plus, and we'll see if there's more to him than that. They're going to have to have multiple backs. And they've got a, co- a few other guys. I think the biggest question with the running game is if if they can mix guys in and throw to them. Also, uh, Todd Fitch, the new offensive coordinator, is uh, he, he came from Louisiana Tech, but he's been he's been a half a dozen places where he's called plays, and he likes to take his backs and put them in the slot. He likes to go three wide and four wide. Um, they've even said in kind of coach speak that they want a quarterback in an offense that where they can get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. Now, the coach speak part of that is they know they're going to struggle so much on the offensive line that they're not going to be able to sit back there long and throw it, and they're not so sure they're going to be able to establish uh, the line of scrimmage to run the ball. So you're going to see some deception. Uh, Jamari Wakefield is a between-the-tackles running back. They've got a couple of other other guys that are a little more versatile, and so I think you could see kind of trial and error at running back depending on what they – can find works on 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 on, on offense. Sort of another big picture question here. You, you look at Mason. You know, sixteen goes to a bowl, misses out on one and seventeen, back in a bowl game and an eighteen, and then the bottom just sort of fell out last year. What, what happened? You know, what, why is this program sort of? You know, I didn't think it was ever going to you know jump up and become a contender in the East, but they looked like they were becoming more of a consistent five six win kind of team, which for Vanderbilt, you know, by and large, wouldn't be that bad. What happened last year, and, and why does it seem to have continued into this year? I mean, I think some of it is what I tend to think of what Kentucky was maybe before Stoops, which was you build up to a senior class, you're competitive, and then and then you drop off, and you have to build over a couple of years to get competitive again. Um, Kentucky obviously has figured that out. They're competitive most years now. Vanderbilt hasn't. And so you, you build to a year. Uh, unfortunately, they did just depth and talent and those sort of things. You have key injuries, but probably the other thing is just it's, it's the obvious, most obvious thing is it's quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were three and nine Mason's first year, and then about a year and a half later, they found Kyle Shermer, and he he broke Jay Cutler's record as the all-time passer there, and they were competitive for the three and a half years that Kyle Shermer was starting. The year after he leaves, they're three and nine and can't figure out quarterback. And so, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of where they're at now. They don't they don't know who their quarterback is. They don't know if they have a long-term fix or a short-term fix or, or anything like that. And, you know, the way, again, coach speak, the way it's been, been served up is, well, we have four options now. we got, got a guy that can run. we got a couple guys that can throw. we got a dual-threat guy. we got two freshmen. we got two junior college guys. You know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to work out. We have so many options that – 
that's the old, you know, if you if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Well, in this case, if you have four quarterbacks, I don't know if you have a clear-cut one, and, and that's a big problem. And, and Mason, you know, he's in a situation where if he had not gotten a contract extension after that last bowl, he would have probably been fired last year. But he's got three, maybe four years left in his deal. We don't know because it's a private school. It's not public. But because of his two extensions he got after each bowl, he's got multiple years left in his contract. And Vandy is not a school that fires coaches with a good number of years and a buyout left on their deal. So it'll be interesting to see this year if his seat actually gets warm or not. Normally you would say it would, but multiple years left in his contract, and I even heard whispers of this is kind of a mulligan year, an asterisk of you can't expect a guy to go, you know, to win a decent number of games with 10 SEC opponents and no non-conferences to pad the schedule. But if they go 0-10 or 1-9, and that's a pretty bad mark, regardless of the contract situation. Yeah, I've been thinking the same thing the whole time, that I don't know that anybody's truly on the hot seat this year. With the way things are going, guys like you know, like Will Muschamp, who I would have said, yeah, he's probably in trouble. Don't know if that's going to be the case or not. One last question before we get out of here, and it's more of an MSU kind of question, but it has a Vanderbilt uh, thing to it. Alan Walters uh, transferred from Vanderbilt to Mississippi State. Obviously, I don't expect him to be a, a big part of the, of the quarterback battle this year. It, it, who, who is this guy? He, he sort of came out of nowhere, and is, is he here to compete for the starting job, or is he just here to sort of work under Mike Leach and go from there? Yeah, that's funny. I hadn't thought about that. Of the four guys that, that Vandy let go of this last year or saw leave, Walters is one of those. I actually forgot he landed Mississippi State. Of course, there's like 100 quarterbacks over there now, yeah. right? So, um, Walters is a guy that came out as a – he's an SEC quarterback when he was recruited. He's an SEC quarterback, but he's a developmental guy. Um, you're going to see him – you know, you would see him redshirt and then develop and learn the offense and get a little bit of playing time and, and, and the type of guy you would see compete for the job at most places is like a, a redshirt sophomore, maybe a junior. Um, that's not what the situation is usually at Vanderbilt, at least not under Mason. So guys get thrown into the fire quickly. They get a couple of drives to get the, get a chance. And if they don't show anything, they're yanked out and somebody else gets the, gets the chance. Mason's had two or three guys like that in his tenure, and Alan Walters is one of them. I would have, you know, under normal circumstances and teams that are competitive and have a, have a little more pieces around them and they're not behind in the first quarter, you would see a guy like Alan Walters play an entire game and see what he has and how he grows. He just did not get that chance at Vanderbilt. And, you know, I don't know if he'll work out there or not. He's behind some other... Uh, decent options, I think, for Mike Leach. It did surprise me he ended up in Mississippi State because I kind of thought he would go junior college route, maybe a mid-major route. Um, Mississippi State may be too too good for Alan Walters to find the field, but but I, I wish him luck nonetheless. All right. Adam Sparks from the uh, Tennessean in Nashville. Man, really appreciate your time coming on with us today. Uh, hope to, hopefully we get to see you this fall uh, for some from college football. I hope so. I hope we finish the season. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.